Hi, I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieV47, from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Episode 32 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to catch them all with your hosts. I'm Doug, also known as Icky Bully, and I'm Team Mag Mortar. And I'm Kyle, also known as Deadpool Ranger, and I'm Team Electivire. Wait, no. Magnezone. Um, You know what? Just every electric Sinnoh Pokemon <laughs> is my favorite. I'm sorry. I, except for Rotom in the Pokedex form, but other than that, every electrical <laughs> Sinnoh Pokemon is my favorite. He just can't choose. I can. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really can't. To listen to the show, you can find us on foureyedradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Miro Guide, Pod Directory, Double Twist, Swell Radio, Player FM, Google Play Music, and excitingly enough, now on Spotify. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs illustration and design that fit your personality for samples and inquiries visit revengelover.com hi kyle hi doug we're not the only ones here <laughs> i don't know why we're talking like this <laughs> <laughs> because i'm gonna officially introduce somebody guys we have a guest which is exciting i love when we have guests because it means you don't have to only listen to us um today we're joined by um an old friend of mine uh his name is zach hi zach say hello hello everyone <laughs> zach. i'm zach <laughs> yeah that's zach that's zach's voice <laughs> the one that, that isn't our voice realized his name is zach <laughs> yeah in case you didn't catch it it's zach um <laughs> um zach is a friend of mine zach and i met in college and today we are if you follow us on twitter you probably already know this going to be talking about the Sinnoh region uh in pokemon um, and Zach and I met right before um, Diamond and Pearl came out. So we got and played that game um, together. Uh, and so I figured, you know who the perfect person would be to talk about this region is? Zach, in case you didn't realize that was his name. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, since we've never had you on the show before, Zach, um, I guess we should probably do a little bit of introduction for folks who are listening um and typically we just sort of ask like what's your pokemon origin like origin story like how'd you get into it um and sort of where did it go from there yeah so um i got into it uh from with red and blue back kind of when it was new uh i think maybe a year after it came out i i basically remember a friend of mine in grade school had red and i he just brought it over and played with me or showed it to me and i like needed it instantly and i got <laughs> it eventually I, I don't remember how but i ended up with both versions because i thought they were different games at the time mm, but yeah. <laughs> so um and then uh and then i i got i got i was hooked ever since then um got i was into gold and silver i got that i remember easter morning that was Ooh. exciting and it was like the most it was the most um torturous sunday mass to go to sit through <laughs> knowing i had that at home 
I didn't realize then, that both of us got gold and silver on like major holidays because I got mine <laughs> at Christmas and that's like literally all I did that day. <laughs> yeah, I went home and played it like, oh, I loved it. It was so good. I also have a weird memory of playing that at a furniture store, but oh, that's another, okay. That's a <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then I kind of I kind of got out of it with Ruby and Sapphire, but I did because I didn't have a Game Boy Advance and then... Um, mm. Uh, but I eventually did play those. And then my big kind of resurgence with it was I dug when I met you and we kind of, I remember being into the hype cycle and like all the sprites were on like Bulbapedia or something back then. And, <laughs> yep. and we were like looking at all the Pokemon before it came out. Cause they leaked. And <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great because my memory is generally terrible. So I'm excited to, for you to fill in some of the blanks. <laughs> Well, mine is too. I can't remember a lot. And so hopefully, hopefully we can patch it together and create a cohesive story. Perfect. Luckily, Kyle's here and he knows something about Pokemon. So thanks, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Even though Diamond and Pearl, I played a whole lot later. We're experts, guys. We're experts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then outside of the, the games, did you engage in the rest of what was going on with like Pokemon Mania while it was happening? Yeah, during like during Red and Blue and Gold and Silver era, I was totally into the anime, totally into the card games, and really anything else. Uh, I, I I guess those were the two big ones. I, what else was there at the time, really? Um, I mean, just merchandise wise, there was like a butt ton of merchandise. I think my favorite thing that I had during sort of like Pokemon Mania that I I don't have my original one, but I still have a version of it is the Pokemon board game, the very very first one. Did either of you have that? It oh, had like no. the little Yeah, it's like, got like a chip of every Pokemon ever. Yes. It yes. basically has pogs and they fit into little slots on the board. Um, and it's awesome. <laughs> and I played that all summer long when that when I got that. It was awesome. So yeah, I don't know. It's just just all kinds of other random stuff. I think anything they could slap Pokemon on, they sort of did. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then you've uh since Diamond and Pearl, have you stuck stuck with it have you continued to play each each generation or is it sort of just uh when you're into it you're into it you're not the only one i haven't really played since diamond and pearl i mean i played all of them except x and y i got to the second gym and i couldn't go on (laughs) (laughs) uh i still need to i still have a desire to do that but um yeah i played through all sun and moon i played all through um black and white i love black and white oh Um, yes nice and uh (laughs) Yeah, uh, I kind of fell out of the anime. I did kind of, I do watch the movies mm. every once in a while, and I did see the newest one, which I really liked, and I can't wait for the other, I guess, the sequel to that one. Yep. The one with Lugia, the new one with yes. Lugia, right? Yes, so, very, very much so. Yeah, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I really like those, I guess, reboot movies or something, but, um, but yeah, and recently, actually, I wanted to talk about this. I, never got into pokemon go when it came out um mm-hmm. i did i played it like when everyone was playing it but probably for like three weeks but i got really tired of catching just pidgey and needle <laughs> so <laughs> so that's kind of why because feel, well, <laughs> there are now like you know, 400 in there <laughs> right yeah and the, the reason i got back into it is when they they had that Sinnoh trailer mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god i should play this there's probably a lot of pokemon now and i've been I've been playing it every morning on my way to work and my way nice. back from work. And yeah, I already spent probably 
twenty dollars, and I'm, I think I'm done spending money in that oh. game. I'm just going to spend a lot more yeah. Pokemon stops Stop. or Poke yeah. stops. <laughs> Stop there. Stop spending money because yeah. I, I and keep keep track too because I lost track and I uh, shouldn't spend any money on that game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the Alola eggs is really what killed me because when oh, no. my my egg slots would get full and I already had all the Alola Pokemon, I would spend money on the um, super incubators to clear my eggs. <sighs> and I yeah, it gets expensive, so don't spend <laughs> any more money. Yeah, well, I just kept running out of Pokeballs, so I. That's all I kept buying. Oh yeah, you don't need now, to, don't don't spend money on those. Well, now <laughs> with the whole friendship thing, it's so much easier to get Pokeballs. Yes, yes. Get more. Get get all the friends. Okay, I need to be your friends. I have no friends. Perfect. On that game. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we'll fix that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, um, let's see. I guess Kyle, is there anything new going on in the world of Pokemon with you? Um, other than my two new Mega Constructs that I got. Which ones? Uh, Larvitar and Togedemaru. Ooh. No, what are these? They are... Yeah, go ahead. Um, they're kind of like Lego Pokemon, but they're, uh, Mega Constructs. Uh, it's by Mega Bloks. Whoa. And there's a ton of them, and I apparently collect them. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) The main reason I got was the Pokeballs (laughs) that came in, they put one in a luxury ball mm-hmm. which i had to get and then a great ball yes so they're they, finally actually changing the balls that the pokemon come in because i already have too many pokeballs they do look cool yeah, the pokeballs cool. that they come in yeah and this just to show you zach is my favorite my lapras it's huge yeah. oh wow <laughs> the cool thing about I'm the mega it now. yeah yeah right the cool thing about the mega constructs um which you know you can't see if you're just listening, but we've talked about them before. Is they they incorporate articulation in a way mm-hmm. that Lego frequently doesn't, and so they'll make specific pieces and they'll make you know specific designs that allow the Pokemon to to move much more than you would expect oh, yeah. from a Lego figure. So Onyx is like a segmented. Uh, <laughs> I need and to... Gyarados. That's is pretty the same cool. Way. Yeah, it's well, awesome. I, I, Onyx is out. I just haven't had the money to go get him because I'm trying to save up for a switch. And he's huge. And yes. you need to switch. <laughs> yes, I need to switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Let's Go comes out in like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> That's one of the things I wrote down like on my what's new is just literally let's freaking go. Like, I'm so excited for that game. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, I'm so pumped. Yeah, I um I this is this is sort of old news, but I think I left us on a cliffhanger last time we were talking, Kyle. I did manage to get all of the McDonald's Pokemon toys. So I now nice. have Yeah, eight lovely legendary uh cheap plastic toys just <laughs> sitting around. They uh they mostly do nothing. Um one of them, let's see, what do they do? Thunderous, I think it is. I can never remember which one's which. Um, uh, Tornadus. This one's Tornadus? Yeah, the green one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tornadus like, shoots out a little disc. You probably mm-hmm. can hear that. It doesn't uh, go very far. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it shoots out a disc, but it does. <laughs> um, 
let's see, Latios and Latias are by far the most underwhelming. They just have wheels. They mm. don't do anything. They just have wheels. <laughs> Wait, is it one on one where you just pull back and then it launches, or is it no, just nope? You don't even pull it back. Oh. You gotta push it with your own force. What? <laughs> Unless mine are broken. Um, wow. I don't That's think they are though. <laughs> sad. Um, let's see. Uh, Dialga and Palkia both have like one moving part, so like I can pull. Like Dialga's tail and his head moves, so that's exciting. <laughs> and by far the most exciting one, because it was a total like diva, was Reshiram came in like four different parts with like extra protective plastic, mm-hmm. um, so that nothing would break. And I had to put its wings on. Um, so that one was for some reason Reshiram was the the precious child of uh, McDonald's Pokemon toys. <laughs> <laughs> Quick shout out to uh, Lee, uh, past guest and the yeah. voice of our intro. He uh, has secured me the Magnemite card and a Zekrom. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have the Zekrom. I mean, that's my favorite just because of these Pokemon. Zekrom is my favorite, but um, it doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> it's arms move. <laughs> Pokemon McDonald's toys. <laughs> and, but they do. Uh, they do come with cards, so that's cool too. Yes, and fun story. Uh, I have the thunder or not? Sorry, tornadus one because my wife stole it from a kid. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, she she oh. works at an aquarium, and I guess someone dropped it or whatever. And then a little bit later on, she found it, and instead of returning to like lost and found because it's a cheap McDonald's toy, she's like, "My <laughs> husband will like this." That's love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I did end up getting all of those. I uh, I got one repeat, and once I got the repeat, that's when I started being like, maybe I'll just ask for specific ones. Because <laughs> I was like, this will be fun. I'll just collect them like normal. And then I kept getting Latios, and I was like, I don't need 12 Latios. So, <laughs> Yep. Yep. And then... Uh, I don't even know those existed. Yeah, they, uh, they exist uh, right in front of me. um let's see what else is new and exciting um we mentioned let's go is coming out very very soon oh i've been actually relevant to this episode i've slowly because i don't play any of these games quickly as we've all learned slowly replaying pokemon pearl um nice Yes, and one of the reasons I'm doing that, and I've, I've long mentioned this on the show, and Zach, I know I've mentioned this to you just in person, is I <laughs> Generation 4 was my least favorite generation of game um, because of a lot of the potential that I felt like wasn't being met, um, and a lot of that was context-dependent. like context dependent. It was when it was coming out, the system, and when it was most relevant, and all that sort of stuff. So I've always wanted to go back and replay it outside of context, sort of in a more of a vacuum, um, and uh, not be so affected by the, the hype of it all, um, thinking that I will probably appreciate it much, much more. And I think that, based on how it's gone so far, I think that'll be very, very true. So I'm, I'm enjoying that a lot. Nice. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. The only other thing is just a, a big old shout out to Autobot Tesla on Twitter. Yeah. Um, who turned uh, Kyle and me into incredibly sexy and extraordinarily <laughs> chiseled uh, Pokemon trainers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My clavicles on the artwork, you should check them out. They could. <laughs> 
on diamonds. Um, very, very cool. Yeah, Kyle pointed this out to me. There was There's an artist on Twitter named Autobot Tesla who during this month, um, so by the time this is out, you'll still have half the month to potentially take advantage of this, is doing um, relatively cheap uh, Pokemon trainer commissions. So you can message them um, and let them know what you look like and kind of how you want it to look, and they will turn you into um, like a Pokemon trainer. So yep. um, it's pretty cool. Um, their style is is a nice sort of blend of like familiar to Pokemon style, but also their own thing. So you can tell that all these characters are meant to be Pokemon trainers, but it's not just like a Sugimori type clone. Um, and it was really cool. <laughs> it's really, really fun. We look it is. super um, just censor this badass, you know? <laughs> Sorry to make, make a note. <laughs> What's this person's name again? Their name on Twitter is Autobot Tesla. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I'm writing think, it down. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, yeah, you can get your incredibly sexy Pokemon trainer uh, as well. Yes, uh, just for pricing, uh, it's $12 for a trainer. And uh, I know you said that he said uh, $5 for a Pokemon, but I was only charged 3 bucks for a Magnemite because I think it was a smaller Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. One thing you have to really realize, especially if you're listening to this and you've never commissioned art, is that pricing is a guideline. And so if you're asking for a lot, they're going to charge you a bit more. If it's going to take yeah. a lot more time, they're going to ask for a little bit more money. And that's that's fair. We support paying artists for their work. Yes. <laughs> yes. So check it out. <laughs> uh, it is a good deal. Uh, take it from some folks who've commissioned art before. Like That's really, really solid. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can have Pokemon added to that illustration and depending on the Pokemon, you know, they'll, they'll mm -hmm. charge appropriately. So yeah, we got our little mascot Pokemon in there. And if you want to check it out, I, I believe it's our banner currently. Yes. Um, banner on Twitter. Twitter and, uh, eventually it'll be the new logo on the podcast when you're listening. Yeah. But it's just going to take a little bit for it to update. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Pretty cool. I think that's all that's new with us, unless unless we're missing anything. Any other um, stuff? Uh, no, I know my wife wants to order that Piplup Build-A-Bear, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we? I don't know if we talked about it. I, I didn't write specific news points uh, yeah. for this one. I figured we would do it on the fly since we had a bigger topic. So um, yeah. I don't remember if but we've talked about that before. Course, yeah, Piplup is coming to Build-A-Bear, which as Kyle pointed out, is the first non-Kanto Pokemon, which is a very good thing, yes. um, because it means Build-A-Bear really? is not... Yeah, right? Not just open <laughs> to, but proven that they're willing to do things outside of Gen 1. Magnemite. Mag <laughs> Magnemite would be easy enough. You know? It they would. could do that. I would love for them to do Magnemite, because then I would buy 10. I think one that I would really like to see them do would be like Elekid. I think yeah. that would be a, an adorable Build-A-Bear. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't think it'll necessarily happen, but it would be cute. <laughs> so, I don't know. They, oh, they just haven't done uh, Teddy Ursa or Snorlax or... Or any of the you. Teddy Bear ones, yeah. Any any of, like, the... like t t I always say this one wrong. Toga tomorrow. That would mm -hmm. be cool. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be a cute one. <laughs> Actually, and that, I'm surprised they haven't done that since it is sort of the electric rodent of the current generation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it would be a, a perfect fit and it's sort of like a, a perfect round ball. So it wouldn't be, I don't think it would be too hard to, to translate into a stuffed animal. No. I mean, they've made plush of all these already. So it's really just a matter of making one that's um, Build-A-Bear friendly. So. Yeah. 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 
Um, well, in that case, um, unless there's any other big news, oh, I guess, you know, I hope you had a great community day, everybody. Uh, it happened. I forgot, but I saw that a lot of people were participating. So, um, hope you all got cool stuff. I got two shinies. Nice, 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 nice. Um, I'm not too torn up because Cyndaquil shiny isn't that cool. And, uh, I, uh, I like my shinies to be ridiculous. I like green ones and pink ones and... You know, I did catch two syndicates. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, really want the shiny shinks so bad. Oh, because <laughs> it's just it's just gold. Like yeah. the whole thing is just golden black. That's what well, a shiny should be like, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Doug, that's gonna be have... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> What's up? I was just gonna say that's gonna be hard to do when you keep uh hatching, you know. Luxio or <laughs> I know what is that they must have I, I didn't know that you could do that you're not supposed to be able glitch. to it was a glitch so I'm yeah. guessing oh, they really? fixed it by now yeah uh, okay there's there's like a theory that they are using um like actual Pokemon numbers uh as designators in the game I don't get any of this stuff because I'm not a programmer um and something so which would allow for like any sort of error to bump everything one number and so they're guessing that <laughs> something got bumped and uh luxio was designated as shanks for some reason so i don't know Weird. i'm sure they fixed it but yeah it meant that i got a luxio out of an egg before i ever got a shanks <laughs> which is weird I've which i'll take because the candies are good when you hatch it yeah, um, I've already gotten Luxray because yeah, I did a dude. bunch of raids during the double candy event and then during um, Gengar Day, I got a ton of rare candies that I just put towards uh, uh, Shanks and now it's a Luxray. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, my nice. Very awesome. I, I know. I saw that you had it, and I was very happy. I was impressed and and blown away that you already had one. But I thought to myself, if I, if anybody should already have a Luxray, it should be Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I love electric Pokemon, except for Pikachu. <laughs> except oh. for Pikachu. <laughs> All right. Well, the main sort of topic that we have going on is Sinnoh, which we mentioned already. Um, There is a lot to talk about. We cannot cover everything. So we have like some basic skeleton type stuff Mm -hmm. um, that we'll sort of try to fill in as we go along. Um, and if we, you know, if people like this and we get a lot of feedback that there was a lot that we missed, maybe we'll do more, but we're just going to do our best, uh, cause every region is huge and Sinnoh especially was huge, um, when it came out. So, um, <laughs> we're just going to sort of dive in and see where we go from there. Yeah, that works. All right. Um, so we have, I, we have it sort of split into chunks, but you know, who cares? Cause that's note stuff and none of you can see it. So the basic... <laughs> The basic gist is when we say Sinnoh, like that's what we're talking about, that's the fourth region that you encounter in the Pokemon games. And it can sort of sometimes be used just synonymously with Generation 4. Um, So if people talk about the Sinnoh region, they're probably talking about Gen 4. If they're talking about Gen 4, they're probably talking about Sinnoh. Um, But, you know, we'll get into why, you know, it encompasses a little bit more than that. But that's generally what we're talking about. Um, And that's the region that's featured in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. 
um, mostly, right? So mm-hmm. those are the games that introduce the Sinnoh region. It's brand new. It has a whole new set of Pokemon and a, all that sort of stuff. Um, but Generation 4 also includes like Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which came out on the DS a little bit later. Technically, Pokemon Battle Revolution and Pokemon or my Pokemon Ranch on the Wii are part of the same generation. Um, Mystery Dungeons, Time, Darkness, and Sky, all on the DS, were part of this generation. Um, and then Pokemon Rumble was introduced during mm-hmm. this generation. So you'll also find Sinnoh Pokemon appearing for the first time in those games as well. Yep. I've only played <laughs> the core series for this generation, so I, I don't have... know a lot about the other ones. I have Battle Revolution. That's is that that's basically Stadium, yeah. but on Wii, right? Yeah. Um, I played it a couple months ago because I got it because I'm working on my Master Dex challenge, and you need to get certain Pokemon from that game to transfer over. But, really? Which yeah. ones? Um, you, if you enter codes, you can get a special Magmortar and Electivire, and then if you beat the entire game, you get a Pikachu. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. In fact, I think Is it's a like a special Pikachu. I think it's a surfing Pikachu. Oh, that's cool. I, think. I like. Does it no surf? Because yeah. that would be so cool. Yeah, no surf. <laughs> but unfortunately, when you transfer it up, it for you have to delete the move because you can't uh, transfer a Pokemon from Gen four to Gen five that knows an HM. Okay. And then you can't. Yeah, that makes sense. Reteach it, so it's kind of a lost cause, but. Um, it's part of my uh, bonus point challenge to get that Pikachu. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Zach, I don't remember. Did you ever have or play Battle Revolution? Like, I never got it, but I also got my Wii way later. So I was actually trying to remember, and I feel like I did, but I never did buy it or oh, play okay. it. <laughs> I, but I was obsessed at the time with watching battles on YouTube. <laughs> Oh, from Battle Revolution? Yeah, I don't know why. It's like, it was like, I guess that fulfilled my need for that stadium style game. And then I probably should have bought it, but I just never yeah. did. Because I watched, I watched a lot of battles. <laughs> well, I mean, that makes sense. Because up to that point, you know, I think it's easy now to take for granted some of the graphical stuff. Because Pokemon has never, never been, and I don't think its goal is to ever be a leader in like pushing the graphics of a video game, right? Like they have a style and they do their style well. Um, And it's only recent that they moved into doing things in three dimensions, you know? Mm -hmm. And so at that, at that point, all of our core series battles were still in 2d, unless you were watching stadium or battle revolution battles and battle revolution battles would have been the first ones in HD. Right. (laughs) So Makes sense to me. <laughs> well, it wasn't even HD. That was. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, well, remember the Wii? It was just. It wasn't HD. It was just kind of a GameCube. I like kind of totally forgot that that was. Yeah, the case. Actually, I'm, I'm starting to wonder. I think I think it was like the one, like the older Pokemon were just the stadium models that were retextured. Or, or am I wrong? Oh, I have I no idea. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember either. But but I do know like. I, <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Um, I know that like ever. Do you remember Poke, the Pokedex on 3DS? Like, yeah. And then they yeah. had the Pokedex 3D Pro. Yeah. Like they made that was just basically a way to view all the models in 3D or in H. You know, not HD. Sorry. Right. Right. But right. That was basically made 
for all the games because I think every game that's had a 3D model has used those models. Like Pokemon Go uses them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's Go uses them. They're just like retextured and so does Sun and Moon and X and Y. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I get it. When you have 800 different Pokemon, I get <laughs> Redo. Yeah, I mean, you could. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was crazy to redo him every time, but I don't know. Like, like I said, they're never. They're never trying to be the most graphically strong. Like that's not their goal. So, um, well, I think I they're really good. No, I think they are too. Um, and I, I would much rather play a game on like the Switch that has really, really beautiful. Um, graphics that aren't trying to be hyper realistic than a game that's trying to be hyper realistic and you can see oh, all yeah. the clips, and see all the, you know what I mean? So um, they're not like trying token. to push hyper realism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I need to see the fur. The fur, every single, every single piece of fur. <laughs> that game is fun, they'll play it. Um, oh, so, uh, what? Sorry, uh, sorry, I just reminded oh, me. News. There was one piece of news I forgot yeah. to mention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we have a new Pokemon in Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> we do, <laughs> and it's the best one ever. Sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, okay, okay. Guys, I was looking for Decidueye. I yeah, I I didn't think it would be Decidueye because we have it already, but I was kind of yeah. hoping for that too. Here's the thing, guys. I just need to come clean. I've, 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 I've. I've held this in for so long. I don't know if I ever talked about on this about this on the podcast. When the the original starters were first revealed, I was so stoked on Litten, so hard. Go back, listen to it. It's it's real. And then when we <laughs> when we got the final evolutions, I was like, oh, uh, okay, like that's it. <laughs> and if you if you if you've tracked this along the way, I've never outright said that like. Um, that um, now I'm drawing a blank on its name. Even um, Incineroar. Thank you, Incineroar. I've never like directly said Incineroar disappointed me design wise, but if you if you track how excited I was for Litten when it was announced, and then uh, if you've paid attention to the fact that I've I've never chosen Litten as my starter <laughs> in any in any version of Sun and Moon, uh, it's there. I. Uh, it's fine. Incineroar is fine. Uh, I'm hoping that Smash will give me a better appreciation for it, like uh, like it did Lucario. But uh, you know, it'll be cool. <laughs> but yeah. it's Doom Kitty. I know. <laughs> I was very happy for you and for everyone else. <laughs> no, he does look really cool in Smash. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. I'm kind of with you, Doug. I I feel like um, I I almost wanted to, like something along the lines of like a. And I know it's kind of cliche to say at this point, but I was really hoping for like a like a not bipedal quadrupedal Pokemon. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I like yep. I keep thinking of Pyroar, but um, I think like something like along that kind of yeah. evolutionary design instead of a like I don't know. It's just no, a little I, strange to go from Litten right. to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just, uh, this is definitely uh, an expectations versus uh, reality type thing for me um, where I saw Litten and it was a quadrupedal cat and then I saw its evolution and it's a quadrupedal cat and I was like, this is, we're finally going to get a fire Pokemon that stands on four legs. Um, and then we didn't and that was very sad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, if if but, they haven't heard our 
um, <laughs> complaints uh, complaints at this point. Like, I, I can't, like then they're just doing it on purpose. Next generation. <laughs> yeah, but but Incineroar is Sorry, very very cool. Like, uh, okay. Don't don't get me wrong. Incineroar is 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 cool. Incineroar was especially cool in. Um, uh, I choose you. It was cool to see it in action. Um, so it it's fun. It's a really fun character, um, and I'm excited to see how it plays out in Smash. Um, its move set looks really really dope, um, and I think it's going to be one of those characters that's just sort of like really fun to play. The fact that it does poses after a successful moves cracks like cracks me up so much. They're really really leaning into the professional wrestling type aspect of its uh, mm-hmm. moveset, and and that I can get behind. <laughs> that is funny to me. All right. So as someone who's used Incineroar, I'll even admit, <laughs> when uh, I saw first Incineroar, I didn't care for it because, again, it's standing on two legs and the whole same argument. But then after playing and using Incineroar in the game, I fell in love with it. All right, all right. It's when I get fire Ultra and... Sun, I have I'll get Litten. Okay. <laughs> because with its dark typing, it's just so good. It's, it's be, just be thankful it's not a fire fighting type again. Oh, oh, we are. <laughs> because we had like what three in a row. Yeah, that was getting real. Gen tired. three, four, and five had mm-hmm. fire fighting types. Yep. And so the fact that this was actually a fire dark type was just yes. absolutely amazing. And it, yeah. The secondary no, typing actually, for Alola is fantastic. Yes. Well, that's kind of blowing my mind a little bit because I was convinced it was firefighting. It's yeah, it's I, not. I, it's, I bet it was intended it, it, to. But it fights. <laughs> I, right, right. I bet it was meant to be. I, I, I would be zero percent surprised if it was supposed to be. Um, but whoever said like actually our secondary typing should be uh, dark fairy and um, ghost. Ghost, like that's brilliant. So that mm-hmm. I, I can very much get behind. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. Incineroar, everyone. <laughs> Doom Kitty. Yes. Not a part of Sinnoh. Not a part of Sinnoh, <laughs> but in HD for yes. sure. <laughs> but it is with a Sinnoh Pokemon, Lucario. Yes, 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 yes. Um, which I frequently forget is a Sinnoh Pokemon. Um, but we'll, we'll get to it because, um, there were 107 new Pokemon in Sinnoh and, uh, I frequently forget which ones they are because one of the thing that is, one of the things that is characteristic about Sinnoh is that this generation's professor, um, focused on evolution. And so this generation focuses heavily on evolution um, and pre-evolution. And so we got tons and tons and tons. Um, it's actually just 27, but it feels like tons of evolutions and pre-evolutions <laughs> of, of existing Pokemon already. So yep. 107 Pokemon were introduced in Gen 4. 27 of them were either evolutions or pre-evolutions of previous Pokemon. So things mm-hmm. like... Um, Badu and Roserade um, were pr- like added as pre-evolution and evolution of an existing Roselia, right? Um, this also includes Glaceon and Leafeon, um, which wasn't necessarily a surprise, but it does technically fall under that category. Um, mm-hmm. Includes things that we've already mentioned, like Magnazone or um, Electivire, Magmortar, um, and then a number of baby Pokemon, which I, I always forget that this is the generation where that happened. For some yeah. reason, I always want to think that all the baby Pokemon were added in generation two and three. So Mime Jr., um, 
man tyke things like that were actually added in this generation not gen 3 so that i remember that being and zach can vouch for this that was one of the things that annoyed me the most when we first <laughs> were playing this game and i think if you had said to me well actually there are 80 new pokemon that aren't evolutions um that probably could have shut me up pretty quick but i was focused solely on the fact that these aren't new these are just old pokemon why are they evolving stuff i was being a total baby <laughs> about it um but i don't know i don't know why that bothered me so much a, a lot of them have grown on me over time for sure like licky licky i i like licky licky <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of that one. I was like, that's one I I would be okay if Lickitung didn't evolve. <laughs> well, well, okay. So let's, yeah, let's talk about this because the big thing is, at least the big conversation at the time was, why are they evolving things that didn't already evolve? And so it's weird to look back on it and sort of examine which ones you've like grown to just accept and which ones never quite felt right. Um, so like, which ones for you, Zach, just feel right now? Like they should have been that way the whole time. And which ones are like still hard to grasp? Okay. So right away, I can think of three that I, that feel natural to me. And I almost forget that they, well, Miss Mag, Mag, Mag just, right? Yes. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the evolution of Miss Drevis. I, yeah think that's such a natural evolution that i almost forget that she was or it was a gen yeah uh for evolution rather than put in gen 2 yeah um and then also i do remember i like electivire and i like magmortar um and ones i don't like i i i wish i liked riperior more <laughs> than oh, i do yeah such a thick boy <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the coloring that gets me. I agree anything. with that for sure. I love <laughs> the design. I don't understand the coloring. Yeah. Um, does he go through a type change at all? Or? No, I don't I think, think so. so. I almost feel like he's rock. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It may be, but I don't know why it changes color. I feel like it should just be gray and black. Like that design in gray and black would be sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's still a ground well, rock. Weird, 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 weird. Oh, so it is rock. Okay, well, that makes me a little better. Yeah, I don't um, know. and then um, I I don't really like Tangrowth. Aww, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. <laughs> I um, I like Tangrowth since I saw what it was originally going to be. I like the beta Tangrowth a lot better. Yeah, okay. I don't even know if I've seen that. Oh, I'll have to send it to you. <laughs> but wait, the beta to, like for, for the beta for this game, or was it like for, originally part of Gen One? For Gold and Silver, the Gold and Silver beta, all those beta Pokemon were leaked. Um, oh right, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys have an episode? You guys should have an episode if you haven't already about that. We did. A, we talked a little bit about it. We didn't do like a full episode, like breaking down all of those, but we've definitely talked about it. I have a tattoo of three of them. <laughs> what yeah <laughs> yeah um so okay well Tangrowth, whatever i'll give you that that's fine <laughs> um, um kyle were there ones that like stood out to you that that either still don't feel right or ones that feel um, like they've always been there one that definitely feels like it's always been there and i know you're expecting me to say magna zone but it's i mean yes <laughs> but 
The one that definitely feels like it's always been there is Yen Mega. Oh no. <laughs> like that was going to be one of the ones that I said I never feels right. <laughs> Alex, I I feel like every time I think about Yenma like I'm like oh yeah, it evolves. Um <sighs> who else? I'm trying to think of what else there is. Blissey exists. Blissey feels like it should have always well, been there. Blissey's Gen 2. Oh, that's yeah, it. Got that's embarrassing. That's right. Got oh, happening. I forget about all the time. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Honchcrow kind of feels like it's always been there. Honchcrow is so weird because I frequently forget um, like elements of it. I like it a lot. But just the other day, um, I well, I guess it wasn't just the other day. It might have been. I don't know. Whenever it was that I was tweeting like, gifts of haunch crow for some reason um <laughs> i a lot of the anime <laughs> stuff like presents many angles of it that make it look different you know like uh i don't know what i mean necessarily but there's a lot more color on haunch crow than i always remember um there's a lot of white and red that i forget exists there it's like big it's like a bird of prey <laughs> it's cool i like it i don't know what i'm saying other than it's cool um what it has a just, hat it does have a hat Let's see I just pulled up a list to see what else is there. Uh, Weavile, oh, I always thought it was Gen 2 for some reason. Um, Weavile's a good one. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah, one, I'm a fan of Weavile. Ooh, Gliscor, I love Gliscor. Oh, uh, that's another one. See, so there are some of them that, like, in concept, I really, really like. I like mm -hmm. that Gligar evolves. I just, like, don't love the design of Gliscor. And, like, uh, that's kind of how Yan Mega is, too. Like, I don't... I don't dislike that Yanma evolves, but there's something about that design that just like never clicked with me for some reason. Okay. One I definitely don't like is Probopass. <laughs> Probopass falls in the same category as like a Lolan Doug trio where it's like, <laughs> I'm not opposed to your existence. I just think you have too much hair in places. I don't need it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was, was Probopass was Nosepass. Both of those were gen four, right? Or am I crazy? Nosepass is gen three. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't. I don't think I knew. Wow, embarrassing. <laughs> I do it all the time. Like I, I cannot remember when things came out for the life of me. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at a list too, and uh, gosh, Mammoth Swine is. I love Mammoth Swine. Yeah, but that was one, one they added, right? That is one they added. That is one that. So the ones I would say feel like they always should have been there. Mammoth Swine is one for me. Um, Magmortar and Electivire feel like that for me. Like it's it's amazing to me that Magmar and Electabuzz were such so characteristically non-evolution Pokemon during first generation, mm -hmm. and feel completely like comfortable to me as as three stage lines you know what i mean or i guess yeah. technically two stage lines whatever you want to call it um like that those their lines feel totally natural to me um what um, else Ooh, uh there's dust noir ooh, which that one. is just an amazing name dust yes. noir like yes dusk noir that's a good one too so you've got frost last dusk noir is one that Dust Clops doesn't even feel complete when I look at it because I'm like, yeah. you don't look like a final evolution anymore because I'm so used to Dusk Noir. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we got Frost Last, which is a split evolution for Snow Runt. Right, right, right. Um, Gallade. Uh, I forget that that was Gen 4. I guess yeah. I, I don't know when I would have expected it to come out, but I forget that it's Gen 4. Wow, they really did add a lot. Yeah, you yep. got Togekiss. Uh, that's one that I could leave. 
Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is bad because I know there are people who are like big fans of it. So sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, Porygon Z. That one's fine. I actually, Porygon is one that, similar to Eevee, if they added a new Porygon like every or every other generation, I'd be totally fine with it. Just the nature of what it is for some reason. I don't know. It, it, I'm fine with Porygon everything. And then Roserade. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting about Roserade is that they didn't just add Roserade. They added the pre-evolution as well. Yes. Um, which is is strange. And the only time they've ever done something like that, I believe, where they've added both sides of an evolution. Um, really, really strange. Uh, so but, while we're on the topic of all this, there's a rumor going around for Pokemon Go. Okay. That they've... There's a new item in the network traffic of Pokemon Go called the Sinnoh Stone. Okay. That will basically be the item to evolve all these Pokemon into their final evolutions. Oh, because they... Yeah. Well, so that's what, instead why, of, I don't know. Instead, I guess instead of doing like a Dawn Stone or Dust Stone or Shiny Stone or all this stuff, it's basically just going to be called the Sinnoh Stone. The only reason I could see them doing that would be to make it harder to evolve them because there's yeah. no reason that like so okay for example Murkrow I have been <laughs> waiting for Honchkrow since Gen 2 was released on Pokemon Go I have like 600 Murkrow candy like I am ready to go <laughs> and so the, <laughs> the moment they let me evolve Murkrow like I'm gonna go hog wild on that and maybe they're trying to prevent that from happening because otherwise, I don't see why they would need yeah. an item to evolve these things. Well, they're not some, split evolutions, right? Like in some games, uh, they required like a sin, uh, you no, know, kind of like how some required like the sunstone or uh, yeah, King's Rock and stuff like that. Some well, of these but that's required, when leveling is involved, true. You know? But some of these Pokemon require a special need to know a special move to evolve, like, um, I believe it was uh, Lickitung needs to know, like hidden power or something like that so here's my here's my my issue with that is like the core series game needed some sort of mechanic to explain both to us as an audience but also Mm -hmm. to the game itself why pokemon that have been able to level up don't evolve so like lickitung you level that up to a hundred and it would never evolve so they have element there but with Pokemon okay. Go, there's no leveling. You know what I mean? So, True. I don't know. Keep the Sinnoh Stone out of here. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm, I'm Maybe realizing I don't. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was just, I, I'm realizing I don't really know how. Uh... Oh, you're talking about Pokemon Go and how they level up in there. I'm thinking Let's Go. Never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Go is a whole different beast. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's just this way, like the traffic isn't like so heavy, like everyone's like all of a sudden just evolving. Because um, <laughs> yeah. during Johto, I mean, like they released all the Johto Pokemon at once. True. And the very first thing I did was evolve a Golbat into a yep. Crobat. Same. Very first thing. Yep. That's right. Um. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I, I, I guess that could be could be it. Just uh you know, and it's not all bad. It's like an added challenge. And if a game is never challenging, I guess it's not necessarily doing its best. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Let me ask you this. <laughs> if, they, if they give everyone, like, one free Sinnoh Stone to start off with, and then you got to, like, 
spin. <gasps> I have to choose. <laughs> yeah, spin seven in a row to get um your next one. Who would be the first one that you evolve? Magmar. <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred percent. The first thing I would evolve if I only got one was Magmar, and then it would be Electabuzz. Um, those would be the first two. I know yours, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> yours would be Magne- uh, Magneton. Magneton would sure. be my first, and my second one would be Rhydon because I actually have a very good Rhydon that would be like a tank when evolved. Yeah, they're going to have to do something about that so. for sure. I guess I'd probably evolve my Pylosaurine first. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, what's funny is like when Gen 2 first released on Pokemon Go, I don't know why, um, but I was in Ohio at the time and um, the uh, Swinub were everywhere. It wasn't the middle of winter. I don't know why. I don't know why they're (laughs) everywhere in Ohio. It's weird. Um, So I'm very ready to evolve my uh, Pylosaurine for sure. I got that covered. But yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be, it's something I've wondered about for sure. You know, when are they going to allow us to evolve those Pokemon and how? So that'll be, that'll be fun to see. And there will be plenty of them because like we said, 27 <laughs> Pokemon yeah. got well, evolutions or pre-evolutions. Well, in, we already uh, got our Sina. first um, uh, pre-evolution and that's Badoo. You can find oh. it in a five kilometer egg. Oh, I didn't even know that. I haven't yeah. gotten that one yet. Hopefully um, I, I will was like, soon. After the announcement of the stardust week or whatever that they're doing okay. like they quickly announced hey you can also find a Buizel in raids and then like another tweet saying hey you can also find Badoo in f- eggs yeah i did see someone have a Buizel, which also i'm trying to uh utilize in my pearl game i don't know if it's a viable you know pokemon for long term but i'm gonna do it it's a fun pokemon yeah why not um yeah so I don't know, but we'll see how Pokemon Go handles this. It's interesting because it's the first generation that... uh, I mean, they they split Gen 3 up, but not quite as much as they seem to be splitting up Gen 4 in Mm -hmm. uh, Pokemon Go. So it'll be fun to watch. Um, One thing that'll be very interesting to watch, but we won't have to worry about for a long time, is that five species in the fourth generation will eventually go on to get Mega Evolutions um, in Gen 6 and beyond. Um, we've never talked a whole lot about mega evolutions. I think that's probably for a reason, <laughs> but low punny Garchomp, Lucario, Obama snow and Gallade, 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 whatever, all eventually mega evolve. So yes. that is a thing that will eventually be in these Pokemon's futures. Well, fun little fact, Lopunny and Gallade were the last two to receive uh, mega evolutions. They did not receive it until Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire came out. That's yep. Yep. So at some point we should talk about mega evolution, but I just don't know if I'm ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) I like mega evolution. Well, we have actually, actually we have talked about a little bit because we've talked about, um, we've talked about the sort of Pokemon multiverse thing. And that really, really relies on, on talking about mega evolution. So we have talked about mega evolution before. Oh dear. This is diving deep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, if you haven't gotten there before, I'll, I'll fill well, you in. But it's a lot to handle. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know that there's a multiverse thing, and I don't know if I've experienced enough of the Pokemon stories to know what that's about, and I'm scared to find out more. Although, I guess we gotta do <laughs> well, like a. I, 
uh, an update on our episode that we did because obviously more stuff has come out like with ultra wormholes and stuff. Right. Well, I will say this, Zach, because I think you and I feel very, very similar about mega evolutions. If I am not mistaken, um, learning about the multiverse and having them expand on that makes me feel more comfortable with mega evolution than I did originally. Um, it's easier to stomach for me um, knowing how the timelines have worked out. Well, I think, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess the whole <laughs> multiple timelines thing is where I'm hung up. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird. We, we've, we've gone there. <laughs> but, I don't know. It's a thing. Um, and these, I don't think these games were heavily affected by it at the time. But, um, but I mean, if, if, if ever there were a generation to start explaining that type of thing, this is it. Because... Um, this is where they start getting into legendary and mythical Pokemon that um, aren't just sort of regional mascots. Generation 3 sort of went there um, in their story with the sort of land and um, sky and ocean sort of element of it. Um, this generation goes into like time and space and antimatter and all that. And creation, um, basically. And creation mythology and all that. Uh, you know introduces nine legendary Pokemon and five mythical Pokemon up to this point. It's the most um, that they had ever introduced in one generation. I believe it is still tied for the most um, legendary and mythical Pokemon. I believe generation five introduces just as many. Um, this is another thing at the time when this came out, I was just overwhelmed by, I still mm -hmm. don't love all of them. I tend to like tighter uh, legendary mythologies. So I like um, Jodos a lot. Um, I like um, Sun and Moons for the most part, although there's definitely some stuff there that's, you know, getting in this realm. But um, Sinnoh has the Lake Guardian trio mm -hmm. in Mesprit and Azelf, which represent knowledge, emotion, and will, which I didn't even know until I looked that up. Um, they have the creation trio, which is the Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina of it all, the time, space, and antimatter. They have Cresselia, which I don't understand and have never understood. Um, maybe, somebody, <laughs> maybe somebody can help me. Um, but that one is supposed to represent the crescent moon, hope, and good dreams. I don't know. How does it play into the game? Because I don't think it's I ever basically the learn. opposite to Dark Cry. Okay, so that's weird because that's considered a legendary and Darkrai is considered a mythical. I don't know. I don't get anything. Um, <laughs> they also have Heatran, which is supposed to be the like represent the planet's boiling core, mm -hmm. which seems like a, a, a large burden to put on one Pokemon. Um, <laughs> Regigigas is introduced in this oh generation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I forgot um, about all these. This is all one generation. This is all one generation. <laughs> yep. um, Darkrai, like Kyle mentioned, is in this generation. Um, Darkrai is is basically nightmares and stuff like that. I, I don't know how to explain yeah, yeah. Darkrai. He, he steals people's <laughs> dreams and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, so you're saying Cresselia is supposed to be the foil to that? Yes. Does Cresselia play a big role in the movie that features Darkrai? I don't think so. What the heck? <laughs> okay. Is she, is she one of the it's... legendaries they skip in the movies? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I even want... think Cresselia <laughs> is in Generations. Is she? No. It? I just watched I those two before we started playing. Oh, okay. 
I don't know. Cresselius is interesting. Yeah, the, sorry, the Generation ones were, they had an episode on Heatran, they had one on right. Palkia and Dialga, and then the other one related to Sinnoh was the Haunted Mansion thing or whatever. With, oh, okay. It just said Chansey, like Chansey's the only Pokemon in it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, well, that's, we're not over with the Legendary and Mythical. <laughs> no, oh, no. Um, <laughs> Manaphy and Fionn are introduced in this generation. Yep. Um, <sighs> they are basically like guardians of like the sea yes um and what's interesting is like manaphy i wouldn't even be i'm not like bothered by manaphy but it's lumped in with this massive wall of legendary and mythical pokemon and it's one of the ones that makes the most sense to me because it's it's sort of the mew jirachi celebi type Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it sort of fits into that slot so that one i i feel bad sort of like dismissing because it makes more sense than a lot of the others um manaphy is also the only legendary slash mythical pokemon that can um breed breed because fion is a baby version of it although um, fion does not evolve into manaphy right very bizarre very weird um oh wow this is before <laughs> they decided that legendaries could evolve right <laughs> well so this is where it starts to begin because we also have shaman in this uh oh <laughs> so shaman i know right shaman and too many. <laughs> there are too many and we still haven't gotten to the last one uh shaman and giratina both have form changes in this generation mm-hmm. which is only i think the second version of this because deoxys has the yeah. form changes deoxys it for whatever reason that felt sort of um that didn't feel weird to me when it was happening because it was presented as this sort of alien DNA type Pokemon, like a virus. And so depending on how it, you know, was affected, it presented differently or whatever that sort of like all fit into the, its own description. This is where we start to get Pokemon that have different form changes, mm-hmm. um, like a Giratina, like a Shaman and like some Pokemon in future generations. Um, like the Keldeos and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but last uh, and apparently first, uh, yep. the most powerful legendary of all, maybe uh, Arceus, creator of Sinnoh, and probably the entire world. Praise Arceus. Amen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is where this is really where Pokemon decided, like, let's have a creation story. Not like for the region, but like for the entire universe. Yeah. I also think <laughs> might have also been like, hey, I think we're done creating Pokemon. Because if I remember correctly, there was a big gap between Gen 4 and Gen 5. Perhaps. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, um, if you know, at, at certain points in the history, and we'll have to dive into this, like where they thought it was viable to keep going and where they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. but Arceus certainly seems like the type of Pokemon you would introduce if you were trying to, you know, put a cap on it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost wonder, there were so many, it seems like they had a lot of ideas for these legendary Pokemon and they just put them all in one generation. Like, yeah, they could have like, I feel like, like the Palkia, Dialga, Darkrai thing could have been it for this game. And then they could have had, mm-hmm. um, like the whole Arceus thing be a whole separate game. Yeah, you know the next generation could have been that. I don't know something like or that. Or like, like Dialga, Palkia, and Giratina could have been this trio, and Cresselia, Darkrai, and Arceus almost could have been 
another trio. You know what I yeah. mean? If, if Cresselia and Darkrai are presented as in opposition, that fits so perfectly into kind of how they've presented the mascot Pokemon from generation three onward. Um, because that's kind of what they've done is like these Pokemon that sort of clash over the sheer power of, of, of what they have. And they sort of balance out the universe. And when they're in conflict, the universe is in conflict and, you know, so it would fit in perfectly. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I would love to, I don't know if there's an explanation for why there are so many other than, you know, it, it, it presents additional challenges in the game. Um, they, I did see an interview with, with one of the game's creators that said that the name for the region uh, Sinnoh is meant to sort of suggest uh, mystery and intrigue. Um, and it has, you know, a lot of different meanings, but they all sort of relate to gods and deities and trying to discover like sort of the, the most inner part of something. And so from that, I can kind of see where they, they would have upped the amount of legendaries and mythicals, but I almost wish that if they were going to go with that as a theme, that um, it played more into the, the casual, not casual, but like um, normal element of the game, right? Like um, if there were different chunks of the region and each chunk of the region sort of had its own sort of deity, kind of like the Alolan islands do. Um, and then that, for some reason would make a little bit more sense to me, but it definitely feels like there were a lot of things going on and they were like, yeah, just throw them all in. <laughs> so I don't know. There, a lot of them are cool. Some of them I, I still don't love like Cresselia. I just don't get it. Um, but it, it introduced a lot of legendary Pokemon a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have any like strong attachments to many of them because I, admittedly there are a number of them i never even attempted to to get uh, one of my favorites out of all of them i think honestly is just regigigas yeah just i mean it's, it's cool regigigas because like he was the one that moved the continents around on the planet yeah yeah they have cool stories for sure mm -hmm. like they have they have neat mythology and and if you like pokemon mythology go back and listen to our mythology episode <laughs> check it out um, but they have really, really cool stories for sure. Yeah. Um, fun fact about Regigigas that I learned today. Uh, apparently in Platinum, you, you encounter it at level one. Yes. Which is the only wild Pokemon that you encounter at level one, like ever. Not correct. <laughs> Not, correct Not correct anymore. Okay. <laughs> um, in generation four, there is a lake that has Magikarp. And just Magikarp. Level and you can one. get a Magikarp oh. anywhere between level 1 and level 100. Weird. Very weird. Okay. Wow. Well, somebody go fix that fact. I don't remember where I found it, but fix it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. We started talking about the region a little bit, just like its name and sort of what it might have been meant for. Mm -hmm. um, but just like most of the, the regions, it is based on sort of a re real geography. Um, it's based on the uh, uh, the geography of Hokkaido, which is Japan's northernmost prefecture and second largest island. So if you're looking at a map of Japan, there's sort of like the long main island. And then there's one above it um, that's sort of triangle-ish shaped. Um, and you can take the map of Sinnoh and basically put it right on top of Hokkaido. Um, and it fits kind of perfectly in the same mm -hmm. way that you can take Kanto and put it right over 
well, Kanto. <laughs> yeah. That one's actually just named for the region. <laughs> well, um, before we get a little too far, I just want to say there's yeah. a lot of people that believe that Sinnoh is actually like just a little bit north of Kanto. Yeah, so this is an interesting thing because there are lots of people who have tried to piece together how the regions fit with mm-hmm. one another. Um, and when the regions are islands, it gets really tough because you don't have like an anchor, right? So like mm-hmm. Kanto and Johto, they just they smashed them right together and showed us how. Well, um, we got that in the Johto game, so I mean exactly right. So that one's the most. But ever since then. I think it's it, it, there's a natural want to sort of fit how mm-hmm. the whole world is together. I've seen a couple different iterations of it, and most of them do have it northern um, um, my, based on sort of its climate and biomes and stuff. My favorite one that I've seen so far is and it's a guy I follow on YouTube called Bird Keeper Toby, one mm-hmm. of my favorite YouTuber that does like Pokemon mythology and stuff like that. And he did a whole map thing, and that's the one I'm going off of because that, that one there looks the most accurate yeah. to me, honestly. <laughs> No, that's fine. I mean, I there are a lot of people who do really, really great stuff to try to piece these things together. Um, and maybe someday we'll get like an official map. I know. Well, actually, there is a map of the first four regions mm-hmm. together that was put out by um, yes. the Pokemon company or Nintendo or something. But I think one thing that people probably don't love about it is that they basically put the regions next to each other, mm-hmm. where Hoenn is westernmost. Johto and Kanto are in the middle, and then um, Sinnoh is to the east. So you could like that could be an argument, Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people, when they put them together, don't put it the same way. So there's lots of different sort of like geography things you could do with it. Um, And if you were to go based on you know actual geography, it would make sense for Sinnoh to be north of Kanto. Because I mean, think about it. Like the northernmost point of Sinnoh's got all the snowy stuff and everything like that, and you don't get yeah. snow anywhere else in Kanto or Johto. So I mean, yeah, lots of snow in Sinnoh. In fact, if you look at the um, the uh, protagonist designs, they are far more prepared for cold weather than any other yes, <laughs> protagonists. So, another reason They're why, like winter hats and berets and scarves and stuff. So yeah, well, um, debatable considering uh, Dawn is wearing a skirt. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's a wool skirt? <laughs> <laughs> True. Good point. Well, they gave him uh, more, more clothing in platinum. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, a couple other geography things. Like, one thing that's cool about Sinnoh is it has a mountain range right down the middle, which sort of gives us this east-west vibe. Yeah, um, Mount Coronet. Yeah, yeah. They play they play that a little bit, and Mount Coronet is a, is a big deal, so uh, yes. that obviously plays into it as well. Um, and then like any other region, because, you know, a game can't be one note. Um, it has a number of biomes, climates, different stuff like that. Um, so you do get those areas with snow, but you also get areas with other sorts of, of weather and stuff like that. Um, Alola is probably the one that sticks to one climate the most. And even then you can find snow if you go up the mountain. So any region's going to have, have plenty of different stuff to explore. Except for Kanto. Except for Kanto, that's pretty pretty one one climate uh, for Kanto's the most part. Kind of the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're kind of the same. Like they're kind of the same region. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. <laughs> people, uh, important people in the game. Like I mentioned already, you play as either uh, Dawn or Lucas. We've mentioned Dawn a couple times. Um, that's like the main character's names, but obviously you can change them just like in any other game. Your main sort of rival character is Barry. 
um, which I completely forgot when I restarted uh, Diamond and Pearl. I was like, who am I playing against? Is it just the <laughs> other protagonist? And then Barry popped up and I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> um, the the professor is Rowan. This is a professor whose name I always forget. Um, I don't know why, but I do. Uh, he's the sort of evolution guy. This is like the old guy with the jacket who doesn't really look mm-hmm. like a professor. All the other ones wear like white jackets. Um, and he just sort of looks like, he, I don't know. He looks, he, doesn't he wear like a trench coat? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't remember him. He has like a mustache. Uh, I think he's like an older guy. He has like a round head. I think I'm looking it up now. Oh, Berkeley. Yeah. No, Berkeley. Is it? Professor, no, never no mind. just Professor Rowan. That's not it. Th- yeah. th- that's one of the top Google search results. So look at that. No, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like there's a Professor Rowan at Berkeley. <laughs> that's yeah, cool. Marion actually, Marion Diamond Mary. Berkeley. <laughs> oh my gosh, Diamond! No way. <laughs> well, that's what, that's how it popped up. I put Professor Diamond. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> that out. Um. Yeah, he, he's like wearing a vest and a trench coat and he carries a suitcase, which is actually how you get your first Pokemon. Rowan. Yeah, Rowan. Oh, yeah, he's not very interesting. <laughs> I feel like he should be, though. You know, like he's very different than all the, the other professors, but... Um, he looks like a grumpy old professor. <laughs> like college really professor. He does. <laughs> they should have a college, like, in the game that he, you know, is constantly at. Um. Ooh, interesting yeah. thing, as as we're all clearly looking up Professor Rowan on Google. Um, apparently <laughs> in the anime he does wear like a white jacket. Like you can find him in just like sort of sciencey clothes, which is interesting. Hmm. Strange. Hmm. He looks very distinguished. Mm-hmm. Very distinguished, handsome old gentleman. Um, but yeah, he exists as well. <laughs> um I'm not I, mad he exists. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to try to stop him from existing. <laughs> um, I could not, and I'm curious to see if either of you could as well. I'm going to bet that that Kyle uh, could. I'm going to guess that Zach, you could not. So we'll see if I'm right or wrong. I couldn't name a single gym leader. I had to look all of them up. Ooh, the only one I I remember the champion. Okay. I mean. Do you guys remember the champion without looking it up? Well, yeah. I, I have a list of all of them in front of me, so I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can't honestly answer. Actually, at that point. you don't but... have the champion listed on here. I don't have the champion listed on here. Um, so that's uh, Cynthia, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so love. Yeah, I can't name any of them. Kyle, have you already looked at the list of gym leaders I have oh, up? Yeah, of course I have. Okay. Because um, uh, I was going to say, like, I was going to see if you could name any of them. I was going to guess that you could name at least one and probably half. Uh, I, I would say, just look at this, I, I could tell you I could have named at least one, and it's the very last one for That's obvious what I reasons. Guess. Yes. Faulkner, um, the electric gym leader. Yes. There's one on this list, and we'll, we'll go through the list so you're not all sitting yeah. here like, who are we talking about? Um, there's one on this list that I could have guessed by name, but didn't remember he was in this region. So the list of all of them is Rourke, mm-hmm. who's basically Brock. He has almost the exact same Pokemon. <laughs> um, yeah. Gardenia. Oh, so Rourke is a rock uh, tra- uh, gym leader. Gardenia is the second one. She uses grass. Maylene. Uh, uses fighting. Crasher Wake is the Not one I remembered. 
but I thought he was a Gen 3 trainer. So that's where I messed up. Or mm-hmm. uh, leader. So that's where I messed up. Um, he uses water. Also, I thought it was really interesting. His name in Japanese is Maximum Mask, which is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and they should have kept that. <laughs> um, Fantina uses Ghost. Um, and I also thought it was funny. Her Japanese name is literally just like Melissa. Um, I wonder if there's a story behind that. Um, Byron uses Steel. Candice uses Ice. And Volkner uh, uses electric. And that is, I remembered the name Volkner, um, as opposed to most of these other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't have been able to, to name him. Also a little fun fact. Uh, some of these, this lineup here actually gets changed between, uh, diamond and pearl and platinum. Yes. yes. Um, one of the cool things about those, like, uh, well, one of the cool things about platinum specifically, um, is just how different, it yes. is from Diamond and Pearl. And I really want to play it, but I cannot find it for less than $50. I got mine oh, for 30 I know, and I've been looking. Um, and it's just so expensive. <laughs> if uh, I go to one of my used game stores, I have two here. I will see if they have Platinum, and I will message you if they yeah. have it. Yeah. if you, I mean, if you see it for 30 or less, I'm happy to, to buy that. I just okay. It's so expensive. What are some of the difference? They changed the gym leaders in platinum. Yeah, which gym leaders are different? They didn't change the gym leaders, but they changed the order. Well, and they update oh, okay. their and their. I mean, their their Pokemon are slightly different, but anytime yes. they they do something like that, they kind of tweak it a little bit just so that it's at least then, more challenging. And then uh, one fact I learned: the Elite Four in Diamond and Pearl is actually a lot harder than it is in Platinum. They oh, actually, really? They took some of the levels down in that's uh, funny. That's really funny. Yeah, that's funny because typically in a you know platinum, I think is is most of that game is is a little bit harder, right? Like mm-hmm. your rival is more challenging in platinum. Uh, but that's funny that the elite four was so hard that they like bumped it down. Especially when you look at their typings, I wouldn't have expected that. Um, the elite four, who I also could not have named a single one of. Um, was a bug trainer named Aaron, a ground trainer named Bertha, a fire trainer trainer named Flint, and a psychic trainer named Lucian. Mm-hmm. I would have had no idea. Wow, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember any of them. <laughs> uh, outside of like Gen One and Two, I, the ones the gym leaders I remember the most is Gen Five. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I, I just remember. I'm sorry. I, no, topic, no. But... <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I, I think this, so this will be an interesting thing to chart because I would say Alola is probably the ones I know best, but that's also most recent. So once we get some more, you know, another generation or something, we'll see how much that sticks. Oh, I um, can name a Alolan gym leader. <laughs> Are you going to say none? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm not saying anything at all. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You all know what I meant. <laughs> Do we though? <laughs> Kahunas and you know guardians and all that. Get get out of here. Trial captains. <laughs> Trial captains, and they do have an elite four. So get out of my face. <laughs> but it's also, such that's a fun. The, it's also one of the greatest things to ever happen in the Pokemon series. So I stand by it. <laughs> um. So I have very little, like, like to reminisce about with these gym leaders because I don't really remember them. Um, I don't know if like, I don't have any sort of like fun stories as far as like, I remember the first time I battled Sabrina, it like blew my mind and 
Like when I, I remember fighting the, the trio of um, like Silen and uh, his brothers, like that stands out to me. I, I don't really have anything except maybe crash or wake that really stands out to me about these, these leaders. And Tina for me, uh, my first time playing diamond, she just destroyed me multiple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause um, I mean, yeah, I guess you, you would like remember it, that, what, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like this was also before I really knew, like I knew typing, but I didn't know like the all typing. Like I yeah. just knew like the, fire beats grass grass beats water water beats fire i Electric still play with the chart next to me so don't even worry about it <laughs> so i didn't really think about dark types being good against ghosts or stuff like that so like i just went in with just whatever i had and she just kept destroying <laughs> my team oh no <laughs> but, um not gym leader related i will say like the biggest thing i remember about playing diamond and pearl was like i wanted a fire type on my team but i started with a turtwig the oh yeah only fire, the only fire type pokemon you can get that's not a starter is ponyta oh well, because, my gosh i remember that yes this generation introduced exactly two original fire types in one of them's um, a legendary Chim- chimchar and heatran <laughs> other than that you can get a ponyta or i there must be a magmar somewhere in the game right um, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Like, I don't know how that that works. <laughs> yeah, I guess you. I guess they do kind of count. Well, they had was were those the only three that you could acquire? So they're they're. It wasn't just that they introduced very few. I do seem to recall that there were just barely any in the game. Right. I'm pretty sure it really okay. was just like Chimchar, it's too cold Ponyta. of a climate. Okay, to evolve, <laughs> ma- get Magmar. You had to evolve a Magby in uh, Diamond and Pearl. So now I'm looking up Magby to see where that was. Yeah, and I think I know where it was, but because this is also, I think this you also could get it in the wild at this point, right? Okay, the only way, and I'm gonna be super mad if this is actually it. I wonder. This is going to be ridiculous because okay, I do remember. The only fire way to get thing. Magby, you had to have a Pokemon Leaf Green in the Pokemon Advanced Slot cartridge <laughs> of your DS while playing Diamond and Pearl. That's <laughs> obnoxious. Yes. <laughs> wow. That is so, so obnoxious. They but did I do that remember that. Pokemon. I do remember that that Fire type being a problem because i think ponyta was probably my main fire type because i know i would have started i'm pretty certain i would have started with turtwig if mm-hmm. i didn't then i started with um piplup zach do you remember who your starter was in pearl me yes um i started with turtwig then i might have started with piplup because i feel like so zach and i played it with a third friend of ours and mm-hmm. I feel like, did we coordinate our starters or did we all just pick who we wanted? I, I think we did. So then I probably went with Piplup because I don't think yeah. Chimchar would have been my, my choice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what we did. I know, <laughs> we t- cool. I know Tortwig was who I chose. Okay, gotcha. Then yeah, I probably... That, see, that makes sense because that probably would have been the first generation where I didn't choose Grass as like my main starter, which um, might have even been why I picked Piplup. You know what I mean? Yeah. The coordination, um, but I like Empoleon a lot, so I was pretty cool with it. 
Um, yeah, so that's a thing. Fire, hard to come by in Sinnoh, for sure. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? I mean, just think of all the little Charmanders with their fires like that might go out if they lived in that cold climate. <laughs> just, just like a Charmander graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like huddled together. Oh no! Trying to save their flames. That's, that's adorable, though. I would watch that. Although that would be sort of <laughs> sick and twisted. Like, oh, look at them all trying to stay alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on that note, um, let's see. Uh, obviously, Sinnoh has a, an antagonist team. Team Galactic exists. Um, and their main main thing is they want to use the legendary Pokemon to destroy the current universe and create a new universe. Yeah. Um, using, you know, Palkia and Dialga's ability to manipulate time and space. They stole the idea from Thanos. Exactly. Um, at some point, they also um, they capture the like uh, what are they called? The Lake Spirits or whatever. The Lake Trio. They, they capture the Lake Guardians to create yes. a chain to be able yes. to capture one of the three, depending on which game you're playing. To... Yes. Yes. Um which you can watch the second half of in the generations mm-hmm. um, car- like cartoons. Um, you can see the chain that they, they make um, like capturing uh, Palkia and Dialga. Mm-hmm. Um, that does like Kyle alluded to, it changes slightly based on which one you're playing. Obviously in diamond it's Dialga and in Pearl it's Palkia. And then and in then platinum you have both. access to all three. Yeah. Yes. They capture um, both. And then that, that, enables Giratina to be released and then he sucks you into the distortion world, which by the way is insane. <laughs> like, See, okay. This, the distortion world and the next two people that I'm going to mention make me even more upset that I never played platinum because the distortion world is like a trip from everything I've heard. And then is. platinum is where looker comes into the series. Yep. And looker is actually like kind of an important character moving forward. He mm-hmm. reappears. He's in the generations cartoon um, is a cool character. And I just, I didn't play the game he was introduced in, which is a bummer. Um, and then the other person is Sharon, Karen, Karen, yeah, Ch- I, don't I don't know. It's a scientist. Mm-hmm. Some guy. <laughs> Um, and those are only I, in platinum. I, I'm not sure if I know who Looker is. Looker is so when you watch Generations, Looker is a detective that appears throughout that sequence. I'm pretty sure he's he's I'm in pretty the sure he's second episode. Okay, the second I, episode. I, yeah, he's raiding uh, Giovanni's gym. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he was also talking to is it the. The, the rival in um, Gold and Silver in another episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He He's actually one of the few things, I think, that sort of carries through those episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise... Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's it's pretty interesting that, that sort of such an <laughs> important character was introduced in the third entry. But Platinum's not a typical third entry. It's, it's considered better than the first two. It's considered one of the best, I believe, reviewed core series games ever <laughs> um if not if not the best because i think emerald and platinum are are both considered really really strong entries right i mean they were technically the last like third versions 
Right, but even like Black 2, White 2, I don't think was considered like a critically huge step forward. I think a lot of people were still upset with Black and White being like a soft reboot of Pokemon. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zach and I were over here like, this is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm no, just like, where's my Magnemite? <laughs> yeah, we're in a minority, I think. <laughs> Yeah, we'll never, ever get that again, Doug. I hope you realize that. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. There's never going to be another generation with 150 new Pokemon. (laughs) Although, Uh, I will say, yeah. now that I'm a little bit older and whatnot, and I've seen everything else, like going back and playing Black and White, I can appreciate it more. Black and White is so good. I can't wait until we do a Unova episode. Get ready. <laughs> Next year. Uh, yep. Yep. Because we coincide these episodes with Pokemon Go's release. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Anything, uh, anything else about the games? I mean, I know that was just sort of like, here's stuff about the the games, but um, there's just so much there. There's no way to like touch on everything. I'm trying to think of like what my favorite Pokemon to use were or what. Um, I will. While you think about that, I just want to say like, uh, I actually never really got Diamond and Pearl when it first came out. Yeah, I kind of like fell out of Pokemon for a brief bit, like uh-huh. after Ruby Sapphire and Emerald. I think I was like in high school and whatnot, so I was going through all that. But once Heart Gold and Soul Silver were announced, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I gotta get on that because it's my favorite generation, Gen Two. So. Yes, and then once I played Gen Two, I actually went back and started playing Diamond Pearl and then Platinum. Yeah, that makes. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, because I don't know, like the nostalgia for Gen Two is just so strong with these two. Um, I love it so much. But I, I, I need to. I really want to replay Heart Golden Soul Silver too. But I, I need to get through Pearl. I gotta beat Pearl. I can't abandon Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess I will say that I want out of any, I guess it's the only like kind of older generation that hasn't been remade yet, but I am so excited for a potential remake of Sinnoh of these games of Diamond Pearl remakes. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Then like any other one. Uh, and I guess it's like, I was kind of hoping we'd get it, you know, in the style of sun and moon and be part of that generation. But instead they went with the let's go as their next game. So Maybe after this 2019 Pokemon game, we can get uh, a Diamond and Pearl remake in like 2020 or 2021. Yeah, this will be interesting. I've wanted a remake of this generation for so long because of the way I felt playing it the first time. I was like, I just need to see it through a different lens, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because of how many people talk about how much they love this generation. You know, I just felt like I was missing something. So I, I definitely I agree, Zach. I wanted there to be a remake on the 3DS for sure in the style of Sun and Moon. Um, and then we got Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, so I don't know what that timeline looks like. Plus, we got Let's Go and an announced Switch core title. So now I don't know, like, if they're going to do a remake of Diamond and Pearl, will we get that as a third entry on the Switch, or will that be sort of a surprise to us on the 3DS? Like, I hope it's 3DS. It's real, I, I kind of do too, actually. I'm not sure though, like where I fall. I, I think, I think they're done with 3DS. Um, Game Freak is. I know. (laughs) I really do think they are. I don't. I can't see them going back. Um, And I, I, 
I'm almost wondering, it probably depends on how Pokemon Let's Go does, but I'm wondering if that's going to be like their alternate schedule release Pokemon game going forward. And like after this 2019 game where Gen 8 comes in, if the next one is going to be like Pokemon Let's Go for gold and silver, you know? I mean, I love gold and silver, but like I would be so sad if Sinnoh just got completely. I know. Yeah, I know. But Here's my thing. Like, I don't want like Gen Eight. I want it to be on the 3DS because <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> know, like my wife and I, we both play the games. We're right. not buying two switches. Right, right, right. And not to mention, I like bringing my 3DS to work. Sometimes I'm not bringing an entire Switch handle thing with me, mm. even if I could. Like, yeah, and because like. My wife and I, like, if we're playing, like, we both like to play at the same time. She's not going to want to, like, wait for me to finish playing because I'm not going to stop playing. <laughs> this is going to tear a household apart. Game oh, don't even get me started on what's going to happen oh, when Kingdom Hearts well, 3 comes out. Oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully by then they'll have, intro- the. I think what they're probably, if the rumors are true, they'll have a, um, the current Switch will be a budget switch and then like they'll have a higher end model and whatever so you can maybe yeah. get a budget one and who knows yeah. this yeah. is like talking way into the future yeah. <laughs> it is a, i mean it is an interesting conversation to have though right because we haven't had quite this type of jump for the pokemon series ever when they moved yes. to the ds with this generation we're talking about um they still it was still in the same realm right like mm-hmm. the ds was their next generation of that handheld line and the switch is not meant to be that or it wasn't originally meant to be that it's it's it it hits both both slots and as a result puts people in sort of a similar situation where you're that you're talking about kyle where if it feels like a home like a household console you're not likely to buy two of them unless you're unless you're using it primarily as a as a handheld or whatever if you're thinking of it that way um you probably just have one for your house it's three hundred dollars yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I did pay two fifty for my DS or three DS or whatever the heck it was. However, I mean, however expensive that was. I mean, like I got the two DS, <laughs> so and that would cost me like one something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. That's that is going to present a tough challenge for sure. Um, for I'm I'm sure not just you. I'm sure a lot of people are are feeling the same way, where they they might have more than one handheld in their house, but only one one switch or one, one household console. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I do hope that let's go does really, really well. Um, especially if you're right, Zach, and that it's, it's going to be somewhat predictive of, of, um, sort of, I don't want to call them side entries. Cause it's not really like a, I mean, I guess it is a spinoff technically. Yeah. It's, um, of, uh, future it's, it's console in- spinoffs moving forward. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Cause game freak, considers it to be a mainline title but it seems to be anything but that so it's like i wonder if the the traditional generations that we know is kind of on the way out because you know where does let's go fit it doesn't really fit in gen 7 and it's probably not going to really fit into gen 8 either it is technically technically, right it's technically gen 7 but this is the first time that something has it's the first time two games that are considered full-blown entries have existed on like wildly different consoles because if you look at like xd or coliseum like those weren't treated like 
full-blown games you know those were very much treated like here's a little side adventure for you if you want it let's go is is being marketed and advertised and sold as a full-blown title mm-hmm. um so Although, we haven't really run into this before so i think you're right i do think it'll the the lines will start blurring between generations yeah not to mention it's also going to have a gen 8 pokemon in it yeah, so that's that's a that's interesting. Is it going to be considered a Generation Eight Pokemon, or is it going to be considered the last Gen Seven Pokemon? Oh, I didn't think about that. Like because it... we've we've run into this before with things that with, that weren't officially announced, and then were announced as sort of the last of their generation, um, kind of like Zera Aura. Yeah. Um, but we always know about them beforehand, and Meltan is the first one that we didn't know about. True, <laughs> but so I don't know where it fits. There's I'm also guess seven. There's also 7. Victini, 5. who was the beginning of Gen Five. Which one? Oh, Victini. Yeah. Right. So that's and that's so weird because Victini is is I'm pretty sure it's the only one that isn't a starter that starts its generation. Yep. So I don't know. I I personally would prefer that Meltan is considered Gen Seven just because I like the neat and tidiness of starters at the beginning of the generation but mm-hmm. it also doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> mm-hmm. um so i don't know yeah that'll be interesting i'm excited to get meltan though it's so cute it is <laughs> um yeah so i don't know i don't know uh, what'll happen yeah uh so i'm looking at the notes here and you got a little bit left on uh Sinnoh stuff just anime related i figured i should mention it <laughs> yeah i mean uh, I feel like the Sinnoh anime was the longest out of all of them, but I could be wrong. I have not seen a single episode of it, so I am relying entirely on you, Kyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I haven't seen all of it. I've seen some of it. But the one thing I do remember was, like, in the first few episodes, Ash is teaching Dawn how to catch Pokemon. Yeah, is this the generation that you talk about role reversal where Ash finally starts to like be presented as a trainer who's not always the one learning or does that end pretty quickly it ends pretty quickly i mean ash is always going to be learning uh, ash. True. but when ash is teaching dawn how to catch pokemon she goes to just toss the pokeball but she doesn't enlarge it so it stays shrunken and she goes to toss it and How he's like what's still a thing in gen four <laughs> um can i uh i have <sighs> So that I have a whole spiel about the whole shrink and unshrink Pokeball <laughs> thing. Lay it on us. I need to hear it. <laughs> I I hate it. <laughs> it is a uniquely anime thing. It was not in the games. You never see right. that in the games. It was. Yep. And I I think the Pokeballs in the anime are too big, but like their shrunken form is too small. They should just be one size <laughs> in between that. I feel like the perfect size for a real life Pokeball should be the mega constructs pokeball it is like it's it's not cool it's like maybe the size of a tennis ball but actually a little smaller tennis ball yeah is perfect and like right. if you look at artwork from the games like from like you know gen four three five any of them that's about you know they're pretty they're not big in their hands yeah. they're also, about the tennis ball size i feel like you know if we're gonna dive into the real world of it all <laughs> I feel like Pokeballs would be made in different sizes because if you have to actually throw it at the Pokemon to catch it, you don't want to have like a softball sized Pokeball because that's hard to throw. <laughs> so I feel like if you're starting as a trainer yeah. at 10 years old, you would have a 10 year old sized 
Pokeball. And kind then, of like uh, bowling balls for when you go bowling. Yeah, different right. And stuff like that. Right. <laughs> um, and then I, it feels like it would make sense that you could eventually transfer Pokemon from this Pokeball to that Pokeball to retire an old Pokeball. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can we also just mention the fact that if you got like a softball size Pokeball and you throw it at this teeny tiny little Caterpie, you're basically destroying it before you even capture it. Like depending on Imagine how hard throwing a softball sized Pokeball at full speed at something like a like Flabebe. <laughs> <laughs> You've killed a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, sorry, you were talking about the anime though, because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, no, I was just saying, like, that's like the main thing I remember is just Ash teaching Dawn to throw a Pokeball and she forgets to like enlarge it and she just keeps getting mad. And also, Pikachu, I believe, electrified her bike as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, Brock is in that series as well. So yeah, it makes Brock sense. But, uh, also Brock's yeah. last uh, full time anime appearance. Yeah. Um, Misty shows up. No, no, she showed up in uh, Gen 3. May comes back in this one. Okay. And she has a Glaceon now. That's pretty cool. I completely... There's a thing we didn't really talk... uh, Maybe I mentioned this already. I completely forgot that Leafeon and Glaceon were Gen 4. I thought they were Gen 3, and I thought that up until this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. It's okay. I keep forgetting Starmie is a water psychic type. (laughs) Yep. I yep. think those are the last two introduced of Eevee, except for Sylveon, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 I don't know so that right now. I, my theory is we're never going to get another one. I think Sylveon's the last one we're going to get. Yeah. Because I, I wish they'd have like one for right every now. type. I do too. But then at I that do. point, you're like, that's except a lot normal. Of or introduce another Eevee like Pokemon because there isn't one else. There is no equivalent to Eevee. And then just have that one evolve into the other ones <laughs> that actually that would be kind of cool if there was one like that and it didn't evolve into any of the ones that you, Eevee already utilizes it evolves into yeah all the other ones that would be fun make it yeah oh man make it happen yeah. game freak <laughs> we know you're listening <laughs> <laughs> um so the what? anime is split into four different sub series do mm-hmm. those matter like or um, do they just do it for the heck of it theme songs okay yeah whatever (laughs) go to our theme song episode and listen to those yeah we play them all yes um i was this the generation that i disliked the most i want to say it was actually gen 3 but i could be wrong i don't remember i want to say it was gen 3 (laughs) there was one generation zach that i just i listened to all the theme songs and i was like these are garbage um, and just hate, <laughs> hated all of them. And it was somewhere between three and five. I just don't remember which one it was. You might have actually uh, hated all of Gen five, uh, 4. It might have been. I don't know. I we'll go back. You were like, what is this last one? Yeah, there were some that are really bad. And some that are really good. Yeah. Um, there were also four movies. Also, none of which I've seen before. <laughs> um, I've seen Rise of Darkrai. Actually, I think I've seen all of them. The last one, Zoroark Master of Illusions, was basically just an introduction to Gen 5. Yeah, so that was weird. The movies are The Rise of Darkrai, Giratina and the Sky Warrior, Arceus and the Jewel of Life, and then Zoroark. (laughs) So it's like, here's a mythical thing that's really scary. Here's a legendary and another mythical thing. Here's the literal creator of all things in existence. And and then here's Zoroark. (laughs) If I actually remember correctly, 
uh, Rise of Darkrai, Giratina Sky Warrior, and Arceus, the Jewel of Life, all three are actually connected. Oh, it's like a trilogy? Yes, it's a trilogy. That's sweet. Okay, I like that. Someday yeah. I'll actually watch Pokemon movies, you guys. Yeah. It'll be great. That'll be a fun sooner. episode. I'll make them do yeah. it sooner or later. We'll do review episodes. Tell me you want review episodes, and I'll watch them. <laughs> yeah, we'll do our Ash Bash on movies. Perfect. <laughs> Um, Zach, you had mentioned that you watched some of the movies. Have you seen any of the the Sinnoh ones, the Darkrai, Giratina, Arceus, or Zoroark ones? I have not seen any of those either. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, unless there is anything else that either of you want to add about Sinnoh, we do have some answers from our listeners about their favorite stuff in Sinnoh. Nice. We also got an extra one while we were talking. On Perfect. Twitter. Sweet. Oh, um, are there more even? I, I've seen something from Victory Road. From Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. That's us. Oh, no. Someone was just tweeting at us uh, his Pokemon collection from Japan. Cool. Nice. We'll check it out. Um, let's see. So we did ask on Twitter what your favorite thing about Pokemon's fourth generation is. And we got a handful of responses. So... Um, Mary Gibbsmith at Dibs on the Gibbs said, uh, my favorite thing about Gen 4 is how much easier trading battling, uh, trading and battling was on the DS, which we didn't even touch on. Um, yes, it was way easier. This is the generation that introduced a ton of um, way more convenient connectivity things. Um, I'm pretty sure this is where we got our first like version of the global battling and trading systems. Um, you didn't have to necessarily um, know somebody in person in order to fully mm -hmm. play these games and utilize them, which is nice. Um, and you could play with people all around the world, which is amazing. Um, and that's all thankfully because it, you know, got upgraded to the DS instead of just being on a Game Boy. So that's pretty sweet. And wasn't there some kind of wireless um, like multiplayer mode, like in a cave or something? I remember playing yeah. it with you. Yeah. So Sinnoh has like the region has this, I don't remember much about it, but like a network of underground tunnels and caverns and stuff that you can, that you can visit. And there's a, there's some sort of download play version um, that you can do multiplayer on where you can like visit each other's caves or caverns, or you can, like dig and hunt for stuff together. Well, I don't remember a lot about it though. You can go digging by yourself, but I think you still actually have to like connect Wi-Fi or something to that effect. I don't remember fully, but sure. When you're down there, you have uh, you can. Uh, that's basically where you get the fossils. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So is this? Oh the yeah. First game? Is this the first game? What could you get more than just this generation's fossils? You could get more than just this generation's fossil, but if you're playing like diamond, you got one set of fossils. If you're playing pearl, you got the other okay. set of fossils. Then in platinum, if your trainer ID's number ended in an even, you get one set. And if your trainer ID <laughs> ended in odd, you get the other set. Oh, it's totally random. <laughs> yeah. That hurts. Is this the first generation where you could get fossils from other generations? Or did three do that? Uh, I don't remember how you got them in three. Um, actually, I think in three, because the only other ones were just Amini Kabuto and Aerodactyl, because Gen 2 never had any fossils. Mm -hmm. But there so you had Fire, Red, and Leaf Green that you could just trade over. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. So yeah, that was a good point there, <laughs> uh, Mary Gibbsmas. <laughs> yeah. We should also try to remember the two new 
fossil Pokemon while we're at it. I think Shieldon is one, and then the other one I forget its name. Uh, um, the newest Cra- one? It has like the cranium. It's like cream. Crania does. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten it. It was. It's like the one that looks like a dinosaur, the like the headbutt dinosaur or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's like the headbutt dinosaur and the one that has like a. It looks like a bulldozer when it evolves. Right. Yeah, Shield on. Yeah. Bastiodon. Yes. 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 All right. Uh, yeah. The Moncast at the Moncast, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to them, there are another Pokemon podcast slash Digimon podcast where mm-hmm. they uh, review episodes of Pokemon and Digimon, and you figure out which one's the better of the two. Yeah. Uh, great show. I was on it. Go listen to them. Yeah, they said first Pokemon game I owned was Pokemon Pearl, and I played the crap out of that game. My fondest memories of that gen are of raising my starter Piblup all the way to level 100 in Polion by defeating the Elite Four with them single handedly a dozen times, which, by the way, <laughs> is impressive. Dang. <laughs> That's Wait, awesome. with just that Pokemon. I, that's what it looks like. Wow. That's kind of what it sounds like, right? Yeah, that's what I'm reading. Although, I mean, if one of the Elite Four is a fire trainer and one is a ground trainer, like, I get it. You know, Empoleon can learn a. a Although great... Empoleon's also part steel. True, 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 true. Um, yeah, that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Bob Richards, uh, Toku and Firearms at Anime Redneck 96, <laughs> who I appreciate is dedicated to answering our questions every episode, whether he knows what we're talking about or not, <laughs> says, <laughs> doing a Google search tells me that Gen 4 gave us Lucario. So I'll say that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lucario is a Pokemon that I hated until Smash Brothers. And I remember this because I remember Lucario is one of those Pokemon that is treated like something special, and it's yes. not special. that Lucario should be any more revered or special in the universe than anything else that isn't legendary or mythical and it was treated like a Mewtwo for some reason and so I was like this is so stupid Um, and then I played Lucario on Smash (laughs) Brothers and it's my favorite (laughs) like my main on Smash Brothers (laughs) then become and then they try to replicate that with uh, Zoroark in Gen 5 but doesn't work as well no, because nobody needs that business. <laughs> it's because he wasn't put in Smash. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Luke Early at Undead Number 9, another person who always tries to give us a comment. Yeah, thanks, Luke. Since I'm a Gen 4 rookie, it seems like that's going around a lot lately. Yeah, come on, and, guys, keep playing. And everything is new to me. I'll have to say I love the way they are slowly rolling more out. I love the feeling of not knowing much at all about the Pokemon I'm capturing. It's all new for me, just like when I played Gold and Silver and Ruby and Sapphire for the first time. Yeah, that is interesting. Like um, for for people who play Pokemon Go but didn't play past certain generations mm-hmm. um there is still that feeling of discovery which is really really cool my niece who's six and my sister-in-law play pokemon go a lot but they never played the pokemon games and my niece is just getting into it for the first time and so watching them learn all these pokemon is really really fun because mm-hmm. it is like when you play these games for the first time just like luke is talking about oh, yeah um, I mean, yeah that's like, that's like my wife uh 
she basically had Gen 1 and Gen 2 knowledge and then like Gen 6 and Gen 7 knowledge because I got her to play those games. Yeah. But like when they released Gen 3 and one of the first ones that they released was Feel, she's like, what is this cutie and how do I get one? <laughs> she is, obs- she loves Feel. It's one of her favorites now. It's fun. I, I it, it uh, once I got past the name being almost exactly the same as Seal, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she loves its evolution, but she does not like the final evolution, Walrein. No, I guess it stops being cute at that point. So that's yeah, probably she why. likes Celio. She thinks Celio's cute too. Yeah, Celio's still cute. Yeah, so I'm like, I can't wait for you to see Gen Four, Gen Five, and then Gen Six and Gen Seven. You already know. But yeah, it's a great way for us to bond over Pokemon even more. Yeah. Um, What's Her Whiskers at What's Her Whisker said the Gen 2 remakes are my favorite thing about Gen 4. Just too many good things in those games to have to list only one. (laughs) Hopefully that means you like Gen 4 but just love the remakes. (laughs) That's what got me back in. True, true, true. Um, At at the time that was also my favorite thing about Gen 4 so I can can relate. (laughs) And then our final comment uh, on Twitter Gary Lord of Darkness at G Bakes 93 said, Favorite Pokemon is Infernape. Something about a flame ape just sits with me. Then you must love Darmanitan in Gen 5. I do love Darmanitan in Gen 5. Also, Infernape is a sweet design. It I is. really like it. I don't love firefighting, although I do love um, my piggies from Gen 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bacon. those designs are sweet. Uh, it's really cool. It's basically like Monkey King, but in Pokemon form. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess uh, we we should probably also answer our question. So Zach, what is? I don't know if you have an overarching favorite thing about Gen Four or Sinnoh, but if you had to pick, what would be your uh, your favorite thing about Sinnoh and Gen Four? Oh boy, I feel like I've been put on the spot here. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> favorite thing. Um. You can only pick one. <laughs> so I, I know this is, this, this is, we were just talking about how controversial this was too, but I think, I think when I think of Sinnoh, I think of, I, I like the, the region's feel. I like that it's a colder climate. And I also, at the time, really liked seeing some of, some, like, of the older Pokemon evolve because it was like, yeah. um, kind of like a new, like a new way to experience old Pokemon. Um, and I, we haven't really had that ever since. I do almost wish that, like, instead of in X and Y, when they introduced Mega Evolutions, they could have just ha- added old evolutions or evolutions to older Pokemon that didn't get them, like from yep. four, five or or new ones in four or whatever. But yeah, um, only one Pokemon Gen Five got a Mega Evolution. Oh, so sad. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like the it's like yeah, and hopefully it'll change over time. But the further the later the generations, the less like repeat attention they get in the newer generations, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like we're going back even more now. Cause like sun and moon has like this affinity to gen one. I'm sure you guys have talked about this already, but <laughs> they also yeah. have a lot of uh, nods towards gen four too. Yeah. That's really, it's so weird. And that's the reason that everybody's like clamoring for the mm-hmm. gen four remakes is because they make so many, references and nods to it yeah like uh, in Sun and Moon? they mentioned the cantilave yeah. uh library yeah there's just like little things all over the place mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, looker. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, <sighs> just just give them to us. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite thing, and this this will probably um, evolve as I replay it, but my favorite thing was certainly just the um, the fact that this was since the first generation of games. This was the first one that I played like actively with other people and could connect online. So like the the amount of actual um, like interpersonal play was super super high plus i wasn't just playing with one person there was like a group of us all sort of like coordinating and trying to play together and it was like cool because if if one person was was really like uh like making progress then it like motivated me to like keep playing and keep playing and keep playing um and that was really really cool and i i do i get what you're saying zach about like the distinct feel of Sinnoh. looking back on it now and not being like in the thick of it it is a region that has like a very distinct personality and purpose in the line of, of games, right? Like that's the generation that is about evolution, which is cool. I like when generations are like that. Um, so that, that, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's cool. And I'm sure as I replay it, I'll have, I'll have some other stuff that stands out to me. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? I'm going to take a different approach with this and get a little deep on you guys and just say the mythology that the that basically created the Pokemon world that stems from Gen 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just the creation of everything, you know, I'm mean, like you have a god Pokemon that created and then you got like a time, a space and just negative stuff. Just everything <laughs> that basically all like the creation of the Pokemon world basically just comes from Gen 4. That's true. Yeah, it like all starts here for the most part. Yeah. So like the mythology of everything is just one of my favorite things. It's deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Well, anything else on uh, Sinnoh that people are thinking about, or anything we didn't cover, or Pokemon related that you uh, have at the tip of your brain before we? Oh yeah, sign Spiritomb. Off? It's a pain to get in the original games. <laughs> Is that why they made it a pain to get in Pokemon Go? Yeah. Uh, in the original game, you have to you get the rock, you put it in the like the temple or whatever, and then you have to go into like the wireless cavern thing down below, mm-hmm. and you have to basically encounter at least like thirty-two people. Interesting. And then Spiritomb will appear, and then you can try and catch it. Well. If you're trying to catch it now for, like, say, a Master Pokédex challenge, it's almost impossible because no one goes down there anymore. So that, yeah, that's a whole big thing with Pokémon. <laughs> three and four really, Gens three and four really started introducing like Pokémon that are just really hard to get. <laughs> Look at you, Feebas, and your only six tiles. Yep, yep. yep. I caught one though. <laughs> Uh, I'm very proud of you because I would not have the patience. I would definitely go online and just be like, I need a Feebas, help. I need a Spiritomb, help. <laughs> um, one thing I was thinking of that um, that is not relevant to anything, so I guess this is where it should go. We were talking about um, Cineroar Smash Brothers, and then I was talking about Lucario um, in Smash Brothers. How cool would it have been? It, it wouldn't have made sense, and people would have like been totally scratching their heads. But how cool would Zeraora be in Smash Brothers? Oh, yeah, because it's so fast. Mm-hmm. Although, you know what's really weird about Zeraora, and we haven't talked about Zeraora at all. 
Zeraora, not the fastest Pokemon in existence. Only the fourth fastest Pokemon in existence. <laughs> you, can any, uh, I can name them because I was looking this up. Um, do you know the, the fastest overall? Uh, I feel like I know this and it, I'm going to hit myself as soon as you I, say I, it. I think, can, I think I have a, a guess as to maybe one of them. Okay. Is, Let's... I, I wonder if but if we can get the top five. <laughs> top five? Well, I feel like Pidgeot has got to be in there or something. Because nope. doesn't one of the Pokedex say no? Not in the All top right. five. Question. I mean, I don't know if it's Mega Evolution, but I don't think it is. Is any oh, okay. Mega Evolution in this? Not that I'm thinking of. Okay. Oh, and I don't, But I, I can't say I if can the list one. was including that or not. I'm not sure. I can name one. Which, which one? Deoxys Speed Form. So Deoxys speed form is number one, yeah. like number one overall, but Deoxys attack and standard form are also up there as well. <laughs> so Deoxys overall is just playing the fastest. Um, Shedinja, I believe, mm. uh, is it Shedinja oh. or? The, yeah. yeah, the normal Sh- one, not the ghost one. Yeah. Yes. Ninjask. Ninjask. It's Ninjask, and then Shedinja is the ghost with the one HP. Right, right. Ninjask is stupid fast. Mm-hmm. Ninjask is by far outside of any mythical or legendary Pokemon, the fastest Pokemon, and it's not even a question. Yeah. Like especially it's so if it gets, and then if it yeah. gets, it also has a special ability of speed boost, which is basically almost unnecessary. Yeah, it's a stupid fast Pokemon. Um, so those two. And then Zeraora is in there. Electrode, really, is in there. Other one is yeah, yeah. Electrode is, is Electrode for a very, very long time was the fastest Pokemon in existence. <laughs> huh. And they kept saying Rapidash was. <laughs> no, rep. They lied. The the show lied. <laughs> Wasn't someone like riding an Electrode in the in the race episode? Yes, and that person should have won. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I know that the I'm anime is reliable all the time. It's <laughs> the most accurate depiction of everything is the anime. Um, the only but, thing uh, accurate the anime ever helps us with is the naming of Pokemon. Well, kind of, except they say Rattata two different ways. In the early I episodes, know. they say Rattata, okay. and in the new ones, they say Rattata. Okay, go by new. <laughs> go by new, and I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. All right. Anyway, we're going off the rails. <laughs> Are we though? I don't know. Uh, Shuckle any, any is last... the slowest. Shuckle the sl- that doesn't surprise me. Shuckle is slower than Darmanitan meditative form or whatever or whatever that's called. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I, I was just taking a guess. I know oh, Shuckle's okay. got one of the highest defense points next to. A Deoxys defense. Well, it would it would need to, I would think. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> if you're still listening, thank you. But <laughs> we are, I'm sure we are bleeding listeners at this point. <laughs> so, any any final uh, any final Sinnoh thoughts or any final Gen Four thoughts? Oh, hey, Jolteon's number six. There it is. <laughs> Sorry, I pulled up the speed list on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I was forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> so, hmm. I think that's all I got. Really? Well, thanks for having me. 
Yeah, thanks for joining us, Zach. Um, it was a it was a blast. Uh, if this wasn't too uh, too terrifying or or painful, then we would love to have you on uh, on a future episode. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Nice, cool. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll have something uh, that piques your interest soon, or if there's something you think about, let us know, um, and we'll we'll make that happen. Yeah. Okay. Will do. All right. All right. Um. Oh, hey, look, Kyle's outro. <laughs> That doesn't say Dutch. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't think of anything for the end. Ooh, this is going to be difficult. You got this. I believe in you. You can do this. Ooh, I got one. Okay. Thanks for joining us on another adventure along the Victory Road. For information and on episodes and contests, or to give us feedback on the show, be sure to find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's something in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast, let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to fresh up on Gen 5. Woo! See ya! Okay. Bye! Production of the Four Ride Radio Network. For other great shows, check out www.fourrideradio.com.